With the Suicide Squad now out everywhere, it adds to DC's ever-expanding list of movies. So today I'm going to be counting down my top 10 favorite, or best you could say, DC films of all time. Hey everyone, welcome back to Movie Morning, where we discuss all things movies, reviews, rankings, and all of that fun stuff. And today I'm going to be discussing DC and counting down the top to my picks for the top 10 best DC movies of all time from all different continuities, whether it's any, you know, like um, other movies which aren't fully under the DC label but are still technically DC Comics movies, or the DCEU, the Dark Knight trilogy, their insane catalog of animated movies. I'm combining that all into one list, counting down my the, what I think are the top 10 best DC movies of all time. Now, some there's a, there's a lot of movies here which I could have included, which just didn't quite make the list. There are a lot of animated movies which got really close, but just didn't crack it for me. And if and there's only one actual animated movie that made it onto this list, and people are wondering why do you only have one? Is it just because this is one of the theatrical release, release ones? And the answer is no. I'm combining everything, all the DC movies, my favorites, all going in here, and that's the only animated movie that the one that's in here is the only one for me that would genuinely make the list. Now, pretty much, I just want to start off by saying there is only one movie which I really struggled with leaving off here, mainly because it's just so, such a cool movie to me, and that is the Lego Batman movie. That's like my one honorable mention to give that I think I struggled with leaving off the most because, I don't know, it's just such a cool movie to me, and it's a lot funnier than people give it credit for. It's probably the funniest one of the funniest DC movies ever made, and it's one of the most true Batman stories ever told. So I just wanted to give an honorable mention to that movie. There's countless other ones I can name, but that's the main one that got close to making this list, and I just wanted to tell you guys that. So with that said now, let's start counting down the top 10 best DC movies of all time. Kicking off my top 10 is Wonder Woman. Now going into this, I was pretty skeptical, but Patty Jenkins and the team behind this movie proved me absolutely wrong. The war setting that they place the story in helps to ground the character, but also makes create some of the most creative, but also impactful moments in a comic book film ever, like the No Man's Land sequence. The score in that scene and throughout the entire movie by James Newton Howard is phenomenal. That Wonder Woman theme has become so iconic. People forget it was actually created for the DCEU, but it's so iconic now. And obviously, the movie would not work without Gal Gadot and Chris Pine working as well as they do on screen. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman is probably the best interpretation of the character. And I think the one that's, you know, tr the most transcendent of any of iterations of the character we've ever had. Now, the thing that holds this one from going even higher, because there's a lot I like and I love rewatching this one, is that the third act goes too far into just the generic CGI direction. I like a lot of the stuff in it with Steve Trevor slightly downgraded by the sequel, but the actual fight scene is really underwhelming, and this one would have gone even higher without that sequence. Number nine, Superman the movie. And again, just to reiterate, this is what I think are the 10 best DC movies ever. So maybe if this was a more personal list, pretty much for this is I'm combining my personal favorites as well as what I think are really important movies and really well-made movies. If it was my personal list, I don't know if Superman the movie would be as high as it is, and because it isn't really fully my thing, it's a, real, it's a really dated movie. But the thing is, this movie is so important, and I so owe so much to this movie, and I can still appreciate so much about it. 
I owe so much to what this movie's done for the comic book movie genre. Without this, I don't know we've, we would get the amount of comic book movies we have today. Like Kevin Feige's even said that he shows, he watches this movie with his crew every, every time before they start making a new movie. This is how important this movie is to the modern generation of superhero movies. And the, you know, the comic book movies we get today are just too spe- important to me to leave this one off. And, and the thing is, Richard Donner, compared to especially like the 66 Batman movie, treated the Superman lore with respect and treated it seriously. And that just makes everything, puts everything on this other level. And, you know, Christopher Reeves is still probably everyone's perfect image of Superman. And I really appreciate the way this movie does it. I've always wished that these older Superman movies went more into the character and didn't treat him as just like an ideal way. But I really appreciate this movie, and it's done so much for the genre to not leave it off the list. Number eight is Man of Steel. This is my personal favorite Superman movie ever made, and my personal favorite live-action interpretation of Superman is Henry Cavill's. It's a bit more of a dark reimagining of Superman, and I really appreciate the different direction they took because we had, before this, decades of Superman movies, some great, some absolutely horrible. So I like that this movie takes a very different spin. And coming off Superman Returns, which was very much, you know, paying tribute to the Christopher Reeves era of Superman, they took a very different turn, bringing in Zack Snyder and making it a dark and a bit of a, like a mythological take on Superman. But with that said, I think this movie has a lot more human at its core than I think people give it credit for and don't really realize about it, especially in terms of Clark Kent and his interaction with his parents and just how a kid, if he really had superpowers, would grow up. And I think this movie treats it in the most realistic way possible. The score is stunning by Hans Zimmer. The visuals um, and the, the visual spectacle in here is just insane. It's a Zack Snyder movie and you expect it. And I really like General Zod as the villain. He's one of the strongest DC villains I think we've had in an actual movie, his motivations mostly make sense. And I just, I really, really like this movie. I know not everyone's fully on board with it, but this is a movie that I really like, and I genuinely think I've been, I'm so mindful that we still don't have a sequel to this. And obviously, we don't really know what's going on with Henry Cavill, but in terms of movies I want a sequel to, Man of Steel is very high in that list. Seven, Joker. This is a this movie is a tragedy about a broken man, which somehow, despite being the character of Joker, this movie makes you root for him. But even though you can see that he's still turning into a moss into into you know into a monster, the character of the Joker, and man, Joaquin Phoenix's performance is so disturbing. At points, again, it really makes you root for him, even though you know where he's going to end up. And I think that's kind of due to the directing and the way this movie was shot, the cinematography, the score is just absolutely stunning. It's haunting. It treats New York like with like in the like 1980s New York in, in such a gritty way that it just feels so tangible, despite the character of the Joker being so outlandish, which is just insane. And this is a dark character study about this man named Arthur Fleck who could turn into the Joker. This movie is so fresh and so different inside of this genre. It's not a spectacle movie, and I absolutely love that. And this movie is fantastic. Now, I have to say this about this movie. 
I don't think this movie resonates as much over time as I was hoping. And even now, like, although it's fresh for the genre, it isn't quite as fresh in general for movies. And also, this is one of those movies that isn't very rewatchable at all. And I haven't seen this since the theaters. So a lot of the upper movies on this are movies that I'd much rather rewatch. A lot of people put Joker above them in terms of what's the best. But for me, I think they do the movies above this just do more for the genre and are movies that I would rather watch again. So that's why maybe if you expect a Joker higher, that's the reason why it comes in at number seven. Number six, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I cannot fathom how incredible this movie turned out to be. I didn't expect this movie to be... I went into this expecting a, a, a much better movie than the original, but still a flawed movie similar to BBS. But this movie proved me wrong in every way. It improves the 2017 cut in every way while also being the superhero epic of a movie. It takes its time to set up payoffs and really just do everything you want a Justice League movie to do. And it's incredible that Zack Snyder even got to come back and finish this movie. But more than that, it's amazing that it turned out as well as it did. The score here, the action sequences, the character development, the emotional payoff is leagues above the original in every way you could think. Even the character Steppenwolf, although still not a fantastic villain, is so much more improved. Flash, Cyborg, and Batman are used so much better. In the third act of this movie, the last part, the final battle, although it has the same setting, just the difference in like the color grading and everything about it just instantly puts it above the original. Now, with that said, this movie is still way too long. It's a four-hour movie, but I think because it's on streaming and not you know a theater movie and it's meant to be more of an event than really an actual movie, I think that... I think that it's mostly warranted. It's still a bit too long, and there are a few scenes that I think drag. But overall, as a whole, this movie was just a special experience. And I still wish that they gave this movie a theatrical release, because it would have been even better. And if they cut down the runtime, this would have genuinely been the perfect Justice League movie. But even, even still, this is the type of Justice League movie I've always wanted to see. Number five is The Dark Knight Rises. And to be honest with you, I've never really had the same problems that many people have with this movie. It's an epic conclusion that the highs of this movie, the best parts of this movie, are just as high, if not higher, than the first two. And I think people don't, because of the few logical issues that do come out of this movie, I think that people kind of overlook a lot of the great things about this this movie has spectacular performances, in particular from Tom Hardy as Bane, who is just, just completely empowers every scene he's in. And you just his presence is felt so much, especially the physical presence of him. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman, I really like. I think she's my favorite iteration of the character we've had in live action. Obviously, I'm really hopeful for Matt Reed's Batman movie will do that character well. I really like her in this movie. But Michael Caine as Alfred delivers some of the most emotional moments of the entire trilogy in this movie. And the ending of this, you know, the way the music is swelling up, just the chills that just go throughout my entire body is just unmatched in a DC movie. And it's just incredible what Nolan was able to pull off with this movie with the amount of pressure he had following The Dark Knight. 
Granted, again, there are a few logic issues, but I've never really had as much of a problem with them. My main issue with this that keeps it below the other two movies is the inconsistent pacing, and I think at points, it does feel like it's dragging on one, one side of the plot a bit too long. But with that said, The Dark Knight Rises is an incredible experience, and a movie that I just think doesn't get the credit it deserves for the things it does well. Coming into my number four is Batman Mask of the Phantasm. This is by far the most true Batman movie, with the exception of Lego Batman, the Batman movie, the most true, like, you know, just standard animated take on Batman ever, and probably the most true Batman movie ever made, especially true to the source material. To me, this, obviously, this is kind of the origin of the Batman, the anime, the phenomenal Batman, the animated series take on the character, which to me is still the definitive take on the character, despite not, not like producing some of my favorite Batman content. In terms of the take on the character, it's just phenomenal. This is a bit more of a study on Bruce Wayne and Batman. It's not always as focused on the spectacle, and I really appreciate that. It makes him vulnerable. It adds in a new villain, a new love interest, and it's just the way it handles that is great. It even throws in the Joker in there to try and spice up the story. And the way the story unravels, although not always extremely surprising, is always really emotionally resonant. The animation here is great. And the music, bringing the classic theme in, is just phenomenal. It's just the cherry on top. This is probably, again, the most true Batman movie ever made. And I still love watching it. I love this movie. And it's one of my favorite animated movies of all time. Not even just DC. Coming in at my number three is The Suicide Squad. I'm as surprised as anyone that this movie turned out as good as it did. Obviously, I had faith with it being James Gunn, but I still didn't expect a Suicide Squad movie to be as enjoyable and be as, you know, resonant as it ended up being. James Gunn's distinct vision, the look and feel and hard R nature of the movie, just up the already good source material that was already there for him to use the characters are a massive standout they're all they're different but all very lively and you care for a lot of them even the silly characters like polka dot man they still manage to you know to an extent make him a bit not relatable but make him kind of make the audience feel for him you have characters like Bloodsport and peacemaker their dynamic is phenomenal that sequence again at the camp one of my favorite sequences of the whole year and there is just nothing like this movie in a comic book genre. All that I just combined with heart and emotion, especially with the character of Ratcatcher 2, played by Daniela Melchor, who does a phenomenal job and helps to land some of the more emotional moments of the end. And just really, just the reality is this movie has by, might be the most entertaining DC movie ever, and it never gets boring, at least for me. Again, there is one about five-minute scene in here, which I think could have been cut down a bit. But besides that, this is pretty much the perfect modern-day DC movie. And I don't really ever see a DCEU movie being able to top this. James Gunn was just given so much leeway, and he managed to make the movie he wanted pretty much to perfection. And luckily, it was also the movie that I wanted. And this movie, one of the biggest surprises of the year for me, I did not expect to, to, to love, love it as much as I did. And coming in at number three on this ranking... This movie only came out a month ago, and I've already seen it three times. I'm still waiting to see it in theaters, but I cannot wait to see it again. I love this movie. It's currently my favorite movie of the year, and it comes out at number three on this ranking. 
My runner-up for best DC movie is Batman Begins, what I think is probably the best superhero origin story ever told on film. And I think also my favorite Batman story ever told in live action. Not saying the best movie, my favorite Batman story ever told in live action. It, I think it is the perfect mix of the more grounded nature of the character, as well as also the more outlandish parts like Scarecrow. And I really like that this movie kind of um, goes with that, while the other two movies in this trilogy are a bit more grounded. And I love them for that. We'll get into that in a minute. But I love that this movie stands out the most, in my opinion, in the trilogy. And Christian Bale as Batman will always be my favorite iteration of the character. And I know some people complain about like the shaky cam action, but I think the reasoning for doing it, to me, kind of, I think, I think makes me kind of allow it for this one a bit more. Because he wanted to shoot it from the perspective of the criminals and how, you know, like, tense it would be. And I think it does work for the most part, which I know not everyone agrees with. But, man, this movie is just something special. And I love the way that Christopher Nolan came in here and just used his way of storytelling, telling this movie out of order. Christopher Nolan is probably my favorite filmmaker right now. And I love that he puts his stamp on this project, telling the story out of order and giving us the probably the deepest you know, exploration and also giving us the greatest version of Bruce Wayne, not Batman, but Bruce Wayne in a movie we've had in live action at least. And that's all the stuff that I think makes this probably, the, again, the strongest Batman story ever told. Not the best movie, the strongest Batman story. With that said now, Let's get into my number one. But coming in at first place, I'm sure you all already knew what it was going to be. Before you clicked on this ranking, if you watched any of my reviews or rankings before, but that is The Dark Knight. Again, to me, the best movie out of the entire DC catalog of movies and also my favorite. It's one of the few comic book movies that transcends the genre and becomes a crime epic. This is also one of the most, this trilogy as a whole is just so important to me and how I view movies now differently and looking at it, you know, from like a more objective way. And just as a movie, just on its own, it's basically a perfect movie to me. And if you haven't watched my favorite movies of all time, The Dark Knight is my favorite movie of all time. And it had to be at number one. Heath Ledger in this movie um, probably gives my favorite performance of all time in a movie. Again, that's debatable if I really thought about it. But just off the top of my head, that's the answer I would give you. Christian Bale is so great. And also Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face is phenomenal. The entire cast, again, is great. But that could also be said, you know, as Batman begins. And just the transformation of the character of the Two-Face kind of ties the whole movie together. And I don't think people give enough credit to that. And I just love the way that that's sold. This movie is paced so incredibly. And it's told in such a meticulous, unraveling way that it feels like an odyssey by the time you've experienced the entire movie and i just love how that plays out in the final moments of this movie again maybe people think it's a bit contrived thrown together a bit just to kind of give a an epic ending to me are some of the most powerful final moments in a movie ever and again this movie is so important to me but beyond that it's just such a fantastic movie i love crime thrillers maybe my favorite genre outside of the comic book movie genre so I love that this combines some of my favorite things together in movies to make this. And The Dark Knight is just phenomenal. It's basically a perfect comic book movie. Well, I guess a perfect crime movie. And that's why, to me, it comes in at number one. 
So with that said, guys, thank you guys so much for listening to this ranking. As always, I guess it's top 10. If you want me to do a Marvel one, if this episode does well, and if you want me to do a Marvel one, make sure to share this with your friends so that they can, they can listen to this and, you know, see my top 10 best DC movies of all time. And I'll try and put together a Marvel list, although I find it a lot harder for some reason. With that said, thank you guys so much for listening. I'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.